Welcome to the Finding Refuge podcast. My name is Michelle Cassandra Johnson, and I am so glad you're here. This podcast emerged from work based in the exploration of collective grief and liberation. It exists to remind us about all the ways we can find refuge during unsettling and uncertain times. This episode of Finding Refuge is quite special. I interviewed my friend, Anna. The music playing in the background was written by Anna's father, Charles Kurtz. He wrote it for her when she was born. He would play it for her and she would fall fast asleep. Anna is nine years old. She lives in North Carolina. She is a creative and curious child. She's an artist, an actress, a proficient baker and camper. And she is one of my points of refuge, a place where I find refuge. Now you all know me. I am an activist, a spiritual teacher, an empath, a dismantling racism trainer. And so many of the guests I've had on Finding Refuge fit into one of those categories or more. And while this episode of Finding Refuge may not necessarily be about activism, there are some spiritual teachings in it. Anna talks about connection, friendship, strength, wearing our masks, how the world has really been turned upside down for many. She talks about magic and the stars, the cosmos. So I decided to interview Anna because I knew she would have something to say at this time. And so much of what she brings forth is this experience and sentiment of innocence, which, you know, 2020 has been void of innocence in so many ways. Because many of us have been reeling from what has bubbled up to the surface and erupted related to COVID and collective care, independence or interdependence and the resurgence of Black Lives Matter, the ways we are split apart by culture. So, I hope you enjoy listening to Anna's voice and her words. All right. I am so excited to interview my friend, Anna. We've been hanging out for the past two days doing solstice things, and I'm really excited you're here with me. Yeah. (laughs) So um, Anna is going to share a little bit about who she is, and then we'll go from there. So Anna, it's all you. You can share. Um, So I'm nine years old, and... I have been doing homeschool like my parents have been teaching me, but just for coronavirus. And I can't wait for it to be over because I feel like a lot of people who have other sicknesses will like have more attention like have more attention to themselves so they'll be better Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Coronavirus has kind of changed everything. That kind of, it pretty much Mm -hmm. has changed everything for, for everyone all over the world. And, um, you mentioned you're being homeschooled. And so I'm wondering how it feels to be homeschooled versus how it felt to be in school. Like what's the difference for you and do you like it better or what things do you like about it? Um, well, I like it better a little bit in a way because I feel like in school when I actually went there, then they would be like, recess is not for just playing with your friends. It's for like getting your exercise done. I'm like, our recess is like 20 minutes. It's not long enough. And it kind of felt like we were more trapped. But in homeschool, when my parents teach me, then it feels more like I can have more fun there but also I miss real school because I could see all of my friends and we could play games and it would even be fun to get in trouble sometimes. (laughs) I don't think you got in that much trouble. No, I got in trouble for talking. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you've, you miss your friends. You haven't been able to see them as much or as many of your friends, right? Mm -hmm. And how does that feel to not, I know how it feels for me, but how does it feel for you to not be able to see your friends or not see them very much or have to wear a mask when you see them? It feels weird, like, feels like my friends, cause I can call them a lot too, but it feels like they're forgetting how to like be a person. And I'm just like, I can't wait to see you. Um, I miss you so much. And they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're just not making a big deal. Like, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. That is hard. Yeah, it changes things to be on the computer mm-hmm. all the time, communicating or on the phone. We can't actually physically be connected with um, one another and with our friends and beloveds. And so can you say a little more about when you said, It's like they're forgetting to be a person. What does that mean? It's like they they like forget how to actually know what to say and what to do to have a better and stronger friendship. And they're just forgetting Mm -hmm. because they don't get to see a lot of people. Yeah. So because they don't get to connect in the same way, they're forgetting what that might feel like. Mm-hmm. So what's, what does it feel like for you? What's the biggest difference in, in, as far as connection goes for you? Um, I feel like I'm not forgetting and, but I'm probably going to be a little worried still about germs when COVID's over because I don't know. It's just been so long with wearing masks and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Anna, I have thought about why this is happening. And of course, I don't really know why it's happening. Um, But I've tried to what I call make meaning of this moment, like what it Mm -hmm. might be teaching us. And I'm wondering from your nine-year-old perspective, even though we know you, you're an old soul, I'm wondering Mm -hmm. um, what kind of meaning you're making of this moment. Like what, 
what are you learning from the experience of living through COVID in your nine-year-old body? Um, I feel like it's gonna be something that kind of makes life more challenging and I'll have something to tell people about when I'm older and be like when there's littler kids or when I'm a grown-up and I can be like there was this one time and it was really hard for everyone and I wouldn't want it to ever happen again. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to ever happen again either. It's pretty it's pretty challenging. Have you you haven't known anyone who's have had COVID, have you? Well, my mom said to me like some like far people, like her friends, mom's friends, dad or something had COVID. And my friend's mom has COVID. She's not she's okay, but she's not feeling very well. She's not feeling well. Mm -hmm. I kind of think we'll all know someone who has um, had COVID um, before this is over. So um, one other question I think about COVID and then I want to talk some about other things that are important to you and that you're thinking about. I asked you about the lessons it's teaching you. Um, and I, I'm also curious to know what lessons you'll pass on to others because of this experience. Like, what have you learned that you want to share with others? Mm, I feel like I would want to remind people for however hard, however how hard life is getting, you still have to try to stay strong and be friends as long as you can. So we have to be strong and be friends as long as we can. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I think that's good medicine for us. So you're saying we need to stay connected and in relationship. Mm -hmm. So I know that you do other things and um, besides homeschool and mm -hmm. talk to your friends. And I'd love for you to share some about the creative things that you do, because I know you're an artist and you're also an actress and you sing. And so I'm sure people would love to know what yeah. else you do. Yeah, so I like to do art with my mom a lot. And I like to draw sometimes just what comes to my mind that would be like a dream home, even though I can't have it like a farm, magical animals that can fly. And I can, it feels like I can just draw whatever I want. And I also like singing a lot and acting. And I've been in one community play, which is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I've watched that lots of times before. And I did it in the Star Theater downtown in Greensboro. And I really, really liked it because I made new friends and it was just really fun. And I actually got to play two roles in it. So it was mm -hmm. fun. I saw that play. You were great mm -hmm. in it. That's where all of the, the actors um, in that play. 
Is there anything else you love to do? Um, I know that you like to bake. Yeah. And you're very good, proficient baker. I am, I'm not a proficient baker. <laughs> um, but what kind of things do you like to bake? Uh, I like to make pastries a lot because my mom taught me how to when I was little and I would help her. And whenever I go to my grandma's house, house when she lives in the beach, then I usually bake something with her, like a cake, cupcakes, well, not cupcakes, maybe like muffins or cookies. And we don't really like to make, like, we like to make stuff homemade. We sometimes use boxes of cake mix, but we like more homemade things than the artificial and stuff. And uh, once when I was little, then I think it was my first birthday when I was turning one, and my parents made me this cake with a bunch of fruit on it. And I like didn't know what cake was or how good it was or anything. And I just kept trying to eat the strawberries and blueberries, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, you like to draw and, and paint and be creative and act and bake. And um you know, um, what you named, you talked about your mom and baking with her and your grandma. And so that makes me curious. I'd love for you to share, and I'm going to ask you this about both of your parents. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to share some of your favorite things about your mom. Like, what do you, I know you love her dearly. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, you know, curious to know, like, and I'm sure people listening are, what are some things you really love about her and your time with her? I feel like she's one of the parents that's like can be there for me and is really soft on me and I like to cuddle with her and I whenever I'm at my dad's house because they broke up and they live in two different houses and whenever I'm at my dad's house then I really miss her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what is what are some favorite some of your favorite things about your dad? I like how he's really silly and he's like, "Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that?" And he always is like ready for me whenever whatever I want to do. Yeah, so you have a lot of opportunities with both <laughs> of them, and I know they're different, and because you've told me that before. Of course, they're different people, but different in how they parent and the different things you do with them. Cause I know you go camping with your dad. Yeah. You're also a proficient camper. I am not, you know how to start a fire from like nothing, which is really cool to be nine and to do all the different things that you do. Um, I think that's exciting. Yeah. So what is your favorite thing about your Nana, your dad's mom? Um, I like how she, even though she's older, then she still plays with me a lot. And also, like my dad, she has a lot of things that she, like, she teaches me stuff too, like my dad every day that I see her. And she 
makes everything like nice and neat for me and she she just I don't know there's just something that I love about her there's something you love about her mm-hmm. there are many things you love about her yeah. what about your grandma um so she she does live at the beach and I visit her not a lot but kind of me and my mom sometimes go on vacation and I stay with her and we go to the beach and sometimes she's going to come over um, a little after or before New Year's and we're going to exchange Christmas presents because she wasn't going to come on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And she has a dog named Molly who I also love and Sometimes we go down to this bridge where there's a bunch of turtles and alligators in the like lake and we feed them peas and we used to feed them bread, but we figured out it wasn't that healthy for them. So we gave them peas. Peas are healthier for alligators Mm -hmm. and turtles? We don't feed the alligators. I didn't think you... (laughs) No, then we'll come and eat us. That would be so strange, but you feed the turtle peas. That makes sense. I bet they like mm-hmm. the peas. Yeah. Some variety. There was like 35 turtles that came to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has a boyfriend named Mike and my mom's brother, my uncle Alex, still lives with her. Don't know why. <laughs> Well, maybe he likes yeah. living with her. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he, like, just got his driver's license and he's, like, 37. You know, take some people time, right? Mm-hmm. We're all different that way. Yeah. What do you love about, do you call your, do you call Charles's dad your granddaddy? Yeah. Yeah. So, because I know you have different names. So, uh-huh. what do you love about your granddaddy? Um, so he's also like my dad is like him because he teaches me stuff and um my dad, my mom, my nana and granddaddy all feel really warm, just like a big warm daddy, a big warm granddaddy, mm-hmm. you know? And he plays Legos with me whenever I came over to their house on Saturdays or Sundays. And he would get a straw and put it on the Legos and pretend it was an energy tower. (laughs) (laughs) He's funny. Howard's funny. Yeah. And he would, he would like make stilts for the buildings. And he's like, you have to make even and strong support so your building will stand up. (laughs) He's right. Yeah. He's right. So that's a little bit. I know you have many more family members that you love. And I want to talk a little bit about both the solstice and magic and also astrology. Yeah. So tell us what your sign is. Um, I'm a cancer and... That's the crab, the constellation of the crab. And cancers have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. And they're like 
connected with the water. I like to sing when I'm at the beach to the water. It feels like a person. The ocean feels like a yeah. person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you're a, you're a cancer sun. You are, I know this from your chart, a Gemini, okay. uh, Gemini rising, yeah. which is one of your other signs. I can't remember your moon. I have to look back to see what it is, but I know those two signs about you. Mm -hmm. And my mom is a Gemini and my dad is a, um... What is he? I forgot. You know, your dad, Nana, your uncle, John, mm -hmm. and probably someone else, they're all Aquariuses. Yeah, Aquarius. All the water bearers. And we're mm -hmm. in this age of Aquarius now. And so let's talk about the stars. What did we get to see last night? We got to see Jupiter and Saturn next to each other. It was so pretty. And Mars. Yes, Mars was hanging out. We saw that first and then we turned and with our eyes, at first we saw Saturn and Jupiter and then we looked through the telescope to see them too. Yeah, they're so pretty. And they were like right next to each other. They were right next to each other. That was pretty magical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know, speaking of mag magic, we have built some altars before, yeah. we pulled cards, we built the altar for the solstice last night. And so um, what do you love about magic, about building altars and doing things that are like rituals? It feels like um, you're just connected with all of the souls and people when you do it. And it's like every card is a sign. And I feel like every time that like when we pull cards, then it feels like, um, and even if you don't, even, even if it doesn't seem like the cards would go together, then they do in, in whoever pulled it's head. That's what I feel like, cause that does happen to me. And I think it happens to other people. And what I like about building altars is it feels like, like we can summon all of the feelings and it's like, it's a place for them to hang out and they'll be with us. Mm -hmm. and so we can have a lot of feelings that are bad and good that we just need to let out. Yeah, and we put special things on the altar, too, Yeah, at different times. Um, so you have an altar here that has a crab shell on it and a, a, um, a seed from the magnolia <laughs> ant tree outside, and it has Ganesha on it and some purple cloth. And then the one we built last night had a bunch of gold candles, and we built it on top of my grandmother's scarf. Um, which is shimmery gold, mm -hmm. we candles and berries and rosemary. And I know you pulled, I'm trying to remember the middle card, but you pulled salmon. I know that. And you also pulled soul knowing. And we've talked about that. What was and the other one? Mystery. Mystery. I don't know how I could forget that. <laughs> yeah. You pulled mystery. Um, and we talked about salmon and, and, Keep on trucking. That was the last line of your description. Keep on going up the waterfall. Yes. Keep on swimming upstream. You know, it's challenging. And um, mystery, what did that mean to you? 
Um, I feel like you. It's like I need to discover what was gonna happen, and it could make life more challenging or or better or like just making it more interesting to go on. Mm-hmm. So I have more things to do. Yes. And it definitely is about discovery and being open to that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got soul knowing. And do you remember what that is about? Mm-hmm. It had a house on it with these stars coming out of the house and this purple like funnel looking thing that almost looked like mm-hmm. a tornado, but it wasn't. It looked like a funnel. Yeah, and it had a bunch of signs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it would be... Like, I feel like it was about how you, I felt like part of the reason that's like when you're a baby, it's like, how do you grow up and learn all of these things? Like, how is it going to be like, mama, dada, how do you know? And it's just, how would you know all the things? And it seems weird for people to know, but it's like, you know it from your past life when you were a new another soul. Well, you're the same soul, but in a different body. And mm-hmm. you knew and that body and soul knew the same things and passed it on to you. Yeah. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. The soul lives forever and it just lands in different bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want my listeners for the Finding Refuge podcast to know? And maybe you've said everything you need to say and you feel complete, but is there anything else you want to say? Um, I don't know. I just feel like everybody needs to stay strong wear their masks, wear their masks the right way, not just be like, okay, fine, I'll wear my mask. And it's like, you're wearing in the wrong way. Because I feel like also some people are on one stage of it where it's just like they're cleaning off all their stuff after they go out somewhere, but they're not wearing their mask or not wearing it the right way or social distancing or anything. So... That's what my mom taught me too. Yeah. So wear your masks, people. Mm -hmm. People Anna's age, they're depending on us. And really we're depending on them because Anna is going to change the world. And I know Mm -hmm. it. And she already is. So thank you, Anna, for being on the podcast and for talking with me. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. I did too. And you all can't see this because you're listening. Jasper's in here with us. He's supporting yeah. us as well. He's sitting right, right between here. us. Yeah. Jasper Dog. <laughs> well, thank you, Anna. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. You can support Finding Refuge by rating it on iTunes and by sharing it with friends and beloveds. You can support my work the work of skill in action creating justice in the world by becoming a patron on Patreon. Visit my page there. It is skill in action. I hope you take care of yourself and that we take care of one another.
Be well, friends. Mm-hmm.